I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the worst microphones. Trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC, and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Welcome to the Box Lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Once again, Paul, it's Betfred Sportsbook. Just so in case you forgot, uh, Remouse, Paul Fritchner, Brandon Seho, Casey McAllister. You know the group here. Um, another great show with Tom. Um, we've got we've got a good list. Obviously, some big news in, in the world of sports. Nothing gets bigger than LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record. And then we'll just get into um, some other things going around. But first off, guys, how are we doing today? Doing well. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't bet in a couple of days, so we're doing okay. I, you know what what hurts the is the detox. Well, what so here's the thing. A lot of times when you say you're going to step away from the game, kind of detox, settle some things down, you know, I had to replace the windshield on my car, which I did. Car nice. update. Nice. Car update for everybody that wanted the car update that nobody asked for. Um, <laughs> I'm deciding to run it into the ground. So I fixed the crack windshield. Uh, there is still an oil leak, but it's not the transmission leak that we originally thought it was. So I just have to keep refilling the oil. Uh, the cruise control, the backup camera, all that still broken, but I'm not going to fix that. Uh, gas mileage still terrible, but we're okay. We got a we got an operating we're vehicle. There. We're getting there. Point is, had some bills, so I haven't been haven't been betting the last couple of days. I was just so hot, I didn't want to keep donating money. Monday night, what I did do was I said, here's what I would have put in. And I tracked my units. Monday, I would have gotten crushed. So I felt very good about myself. Good. I was like, okay, good. It's a good pool. I sat out. I didn't donate any money. Last night, I would have raked it in last night. I think I only took one loss last night. Mentally, took one loss last night. Brutal. And the, the worst one was, I think Betfred had it up to plus 150 or plus 155 on LeBron to yeah. uh, go over 32.5. Why... I did not put my life savings responsibly on LeBron last night with two, over 200 credentialed media in the crowd, Kareem sitting courtside, and the whole cast of characters of celebrities that were there at that game last night, and I didn't think he was going to break the record. What so, are we doing? So this is funny that you bring this up. Casey, do you still have the clip of the record? Uh, of the I, shot. Can, I can try to pull, pull that up, up and I'll set the scene here. First off, shout out to Boom Shakalaka for getting the vibes right yesterday on the gambling aspect, but I don't want to talk about gambling too much today. Um, last night, obviously, LeBron James going to break the record. You said all these boosts are out. All these people are in the crowd. Yep. This whole family, packed house. Casey, let me know when you have the clip and, and then, then just run it when, when you got it. Yep. They're on that final shot. Everyone in what is it called the crypto.com center now? Is that what it is? Coinbase center? What, what, uh, what's it's the staple center? It's for, something, for, for it's the staple center, right? Everyone in attendance knew that LeBron was shooting the ball. Every all there's 10 people on the floor, nine of them knew that LeBron was shooting the floor. Let me show you some basketball fundamentals right here. Go ahead, play the clip, Casey. Let me talk over top of it. LeBron gets the ball. Look at Thomas Bryant get <laughs> underneath the hoop, guys. Seals off the defender, calling for the ball. Doesn't recognize the moment that's going on right now. That's Thomas Bryant just playing fundamental basketball. I saw someone tweet this. Records are meant to be broken. Fundamentals 
are forever. Thomas Bryant with the seal of the century. But obviously, LeBron James, what an incredible night. I only watched the final five minutes, like the five minutes before he scored. I was watching a movie with my wife, and I turned it in. And I was like, all right, he's getting close. I personally didn't really put a whole lot of stock into thinking about whether he broke it or not. Really didn't care because he's going to break it, and now he's going to absolutely obliterate the record. And the question is, is he's going to get to 40K because he's got at least two years in him. Is he going to get to 45K? How long is this guy going to play? Yeah, I don't think he – I don't know if he gets to 45. He might – I think it – I legit – like what I said on on off the bench, I legitimately think all of this rides on Bronny. Right, you think – I think LeBron – LeBron physically has six years in him. I truly believe you that. You think? He's kind of slowing down. I mean, I know he's still scoring a lot, but like – well, it, he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not 28 LeBron anymore. Yeah. But he's still one of the top 10 players in the league. No, I agree. I agree. I don't know. That's a long time, though. What's the? How old is the oldest NBA player? How long did Carl Malone? Play? You can't. I feel like Carl Malone played for. Forever. You probably can't quantify this, but what I was gonna ask, and this is where I would be better served as a historian of the game, and I'm not. I don't know what would be the oldest player that like actually contributed. You know, not somebody that's like 42 sitting on the bench and gets in every third game. Stockton played till he was 41. LeBron's 38, 37. Yep. And I'm trying to get I'm trying to get people in in more of the modern era. There's people that played back in the 50s and stuff like that. I played for a while. Kareem played till he's 42. So that is one guard and one big man, and that matters. Okay. Like the, the the style of play. Vince Carter played until he was forty three, and still. Vince Carter. That's a Vince Carter. That's a good one because Vince was a good right. player. Robert Parrish played until he was forty three. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin Willis played until he was forty four years old back in two thousand seven. Guys, I don't know a whole lot about the NBA. I have no idea who Kevin Willis. Is. Kevin Willis. Don't know that name. No, no idea. But he played until he was forty four years old back in two thousand and seven, and. Now the debate, which has been roaring for a decade, is LeBron gets a little more feather in his cap of whether or not he's the all-time player or not. This is my take on that whole debate. I don't think he can win either way. I don't think that the debate will ever be settled just because of the, two, the two's career, LeBron and MJ, and how different they are. I never got to watch Michael Jordan play. I started watching sports in about 2003. That was the end of his career with the Washington Wizards. Obviously wasn't the player that he was when he was the GOAT. I have watched LeBron James play every step along the way, and, and not closely because I don't closely follow the NBA, but when I do watch, LeBron wows me more than almost any any athlete I've ever seen, and I mentioned that on the last show with Shohei Otani and Patrick Mahomes in the same jets, but LeBron is above the rest. He wows me to an extent. When it comes to this debate, my mind cannot fathom that there is a basketball player that has ever played the game that is as good as LeBron James. So just the fact that there are people that have seen two, that have seen both play, LeBron and Michael, and that they will so vehemently, is that how you pronounce that word? Eh, close enough. Close enough. Defend Michael Jordan over LeBron James blows my mind and is only kudos to Michael Jordan that he had the same influence over a generation of people that LeBron has had on our generation. Because almost everyone from our generation says LeBron. There's those weirdos that are be like, Michael Jordan's better. It's like, he never watched Michael Jordan. You have no frame of reference. You're just saying that to be a contrarian. Yeah. But the fact that LeBron James is so... Head and shoulders above anybody else I've ever seen play this game. And that there is someone that people will argue, tooth and nail, that he is just as good, if not better, blows my mind. Yeah, I didn't, obviously, watch uh, Jordan either. He, he was with Washington. I lived out there. That was such a funny time to live in D.C. when Jordan was out there for a couple mm -hmm. of years. It was such a funny time uh, around the Wizards when Jordan was out there playing. But, uh, no, I, I mean, obviously, I was, I was born in 1996. And... Uh, didn't get to see all that with Jordan in his prime and everything like that. All I've seen is the highlights in the last dance. Um, but when you watch LeBron night in and night out for as long as he's done it consistently, I don't think in the public's eyes there's ever going to be a, a – You can't win the argument. You can't win the argument because everybody's always going to point to the titles. And the thing that I always got annoyed with, because I obviously would always argue for LeBron, having not watched MJ, I would – always argue for LeBron and I love LeBron 
the the knock on LeBron was always from the MJ people. Well, he lost so and so many finals. Right. You know, Michael Jordan went six and zero in the finals. Well, Michael Jordan also had a million first round losses. Right. LeBron the whole up, first decade of his career. LeBron up until two years ago hadn't lost in the first round. So what do you want LeBron to do? Not get to the finals so that right. he doesn't lose in the finals. Right. Right. Like that twenty. Uh, which team did he take to the fun? The 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 first Cavs team with two thousand seven that got swept by the Spurs with Anderson Verajao and was that Zydrunas Elgalskis? Yeah. Did they have Wally Zerbiak on that team too? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember if Zerbiak. But was yeah, it. that was the team. But that that was the team that I was talking about earlier. The fact that he took that team and then the twenty eighteen his last Cavs series that he sure. took. The, the one that got blown out. Yeah, they had no chance. No chance. The Warriors squad. But it was basically the same deal. The fact that he, in two different decades, took that team and the other Cavs team to the finals purely because he was the best player in the league, it's incredible. For people getting bent out of shape about if you, could, if you were a GM and LeBron said he would take himself. What's he supposed I, to say? Well, I also... I, I guess this goes into the whole coat debate, but how can you not take LeBron for his versatility? <laughs> like he could play literally any position. Go look at his sports reference page and look at his labeled position that he plays along his career. First year in the league, shooting guard, small forward for a while, power forward. He's listed as a point guard and a center on the on the sheet as well. He's played all five positions and done it at an elite clip. So for for to argue that whole thing is ridiculous. One other thing about the GOAT debate, and some, some Yahoo will throw out, well, Bill Russell won 11 championships. Do you know how many teams played in the NBA back in the 50s? Eight teams. It's like when Yankees fans argue that they've won 27. It's like, yeah. There was eight teams playing in the MLB for the first 60 years. So when you won your 24 championships out of your 27, you won it against seven other teams. All you had to do is just be the best of eight. You're winning over at West Side Little League. You're winning a, a city championship. Yeah. It's bull crap. Now it's 32 teams. I mean, do I do the UC argument or no? Do I leave that for another day? I'll leave that for another day. I won't do it. Don't if I would do that, I, I would say you, that the Final Fours that UC went to. Had, in the, if I, if I had to make that argument, I would say that the 50s Final Fours for UC were fraudulent. But I'm not going to make that argument today. I'll leave that for another day. What I will say about LeBron and all of this is just that I think that the way that the league I did the buzzer for you, Paul. You couldn't hear it. Oh, okay. the The way that the <laughs> the way the league is set up right now is just it's just a testament to what LeBron has been able to do in, in taking care of himself, like yeah. physically. He hasn't gotten hurt. Like look, even look at Tom Brady missing a season back in two thousand seven, eight, whenever right. Matt Castle. Um, which actually I have something about about I don't I, uh, maybe I won't bring it up. Uh, I have something I got to talk to you about later with that. Uh, Love it. That was a terrible tease. Now I'm off track. Uh, LeBron, I I just it's incredible what the NBA players go through. It's not it's not the NFL and getting hit, but what the NBA players have to go through for 82 games, and then the postseason and get a little off season, but then to start it right up again after like two months. And to never be hurt and to still perform at that level is incredible. So credit to LeBron. I loved watching. I watched almost the whole game last night. Um, I you know I didn't. I was. I, I generally go to bed pretty late because of the rebound rundown. But last night the games ended early and there wasn't really any big West Coast games to cover. New Mexico. Lobos. <sighs> the Lobos. But uh, I, I had finished up the rundown a little earlier. It was like twelve fifteen, and I thought ah, maybe I'll just go to bed. And then I, I flipped back to LeBron for just a second, and he had like eight points left. I'm locked in. Yep. And I was like, well, he's not going to let them lose the game that he scored, the re that broke the record in. And they lost the game. So I watched the whole game, basically. And uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a fun event. What did you think of them stopping the game with 10 seconds left in the third quarter? Did you think of anything? No, I didn't think of it. I didn't, I didn't either, but I didn't know. A lot of people on Twitter had some strong It was takes. funny that they restarted it and then the quarter ended. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what's funny about it. It's not that they stopped it. It's that they just restarted 10 seconds. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Later on. One part of LeBron's greatness, I mentioned this in the comments earlier, that I don't think gets enough credit because I do, and this will, will, 
segue later on in the show about people being tired. People are tired of LeBron James. People are tired of always seeing him in, in the headlines. The one part of LeBron's greatness is that the dude has been in the spotlight almost as more so than any athlete in the world since he was 18 years old. And before that, he was in the spotlight, but really was in the center spotlight of sports when he was 18 years old from Wyoming. And the worst thing that people can say about him is, oh, he's a little too political. Oh, he switches teams a lot. <laughs> that is a testament to the man that is LeBron James, truthfully. Think about all of the great athletes that have come and gone in this in, in any of sports. And I don't want to stomp on some people's reputations. I mean, Michael Jordan w w with the gambling, and there's the rumor that the NBA actually might have the conspiracy that they might have kicked him out of the league because the gambling have gotten so bad. There's, you know, I don't want to stomp on the grave that is Kobe Bryant, but he had his legal troubles as well. There is the stories of Tiger Woods and what would happen with him. The fact that this man has been in the spotlight for over 20 years and the worst thing that people can say about him is that he is too political or that he was not overly committed to one franchise is truly a testament to LeBron James. And that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Agreed. Let's right. talk about some goats. Let's go. So we can sit here and argue till we're blue in the face about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. What about the other sports? I don't think that our generation is truly aware that we have seen the goats. Right? I mean, LeBron's right there in the goat conversation. Let's go to the NFL. We've seen the goat Tom Brady through his entire career. Now you can talk about the defensive goat, which is maybe what Lawrence Taylor and stuff like that. We didn't get to see him play, but in baseball, we saw guys like Barry Bonds, who's right up there. Goat. We saw, I mean, even pitchers. I mean, we're gonna get into steroid stuff, but Roger Clemens, and then we're seeing Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play. It's incredible. And then on the, we didn't get to see Wayne Gretzky, and he's, he's the GOAT of all GOATs because he is so clearly better than anyone that ever played his sport. We didn't get to see him at the end of his career, maybe a little bit. But we've, in our generation, guys, Tiger. I just want you to realize, Tiger, we've seen the GOATs in this past 25 years. It's truly an incredible time for, for sports was, was our upbringing. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And but I asked this question on, uh, on Tom's show. There's not really a guy in the NBA that's – like that you can really go like, oh, all right, well, this guy's next in line or, you know, this guy is the got to have a chance to break the records or he's going to have a chance to eclipse more than four championships or six championships if you want to beat Michael Jordan. Um, and it's kind of uh, – there is some hope for the NFL for the Tom Brady stuff. Um, like Patrick Mahomes would be on a really great uh, – run if he does win this one and the amount of yards he's eclipsed and if he get he's gonna get the mvp this year so he'll have two mvps there so he'll be on a significant amount of runs um or on, on track to to make a run at the goat conversation but Who? patrick mahomes Who? um patrick mahomes casey but, got it out of him casey but, did but it I, casey. it took a little while but he came we're around happy. we're happy wow we're happy we're happy we, we got doesn't you mean, Doesn't mean that he's going to end up being it because I think it's way too early to have that conversation to begin with, which was the whole argument in, in the first place. But it doesn't matter because Joe Burrow is going to end up getting eight. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Fair Anyways, uh, <laughs> for baseball, I don't, I don't even know enough about it to know if there's – I'm guessing Shohei Itani and, and uh, Trout. Mike, they're the best in the game right now, and they play on the same team, and the team's terrible. You should watch them all the time. It's fucking. I mean, like, yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> We've all had our slip ups lately, Reed. Don't oh, worry about no. it. But I mean, I think you're right. We've seen the goats. I mean, it's really hard to to believe that, but we we were really fortunate, at least in our childhoods, to have been able to grow up with these guys, and sometimes we didn't even appreciate it. I know I didn't appreciate Tom Brady until recently. Good T tennis is a good one. Someone people are bringing up tennis. Yeah. We've seen three of the five probably greatest tennis players ever Yo, playing yeah. against each other. No Federer, doubt. Nadal and Joker. No doubt. Djokovic. What are you gonna do? Like these people, when you look at sports now versus, and I always make this argument in basketball. Could you imagine taking 
say, like a Kyrie Irving, somebody with really, really good ball handling skills, take a Kyrie Irving and put him back in the days of, <laughs> like, 1950. Right. They would literally think he was a wizard. No, I mean, no they would think he was from another planet. I, I am confident in saying that if I had, at, at a youth level, if I had tried and applied myself in basketball, lifted weights, whatever, as a 6'3 man right now, that if you had transported me back to 1950 and I was about 40 pounds heavier, I am confident that I could have played in that, in that the game. The professional, yes. professional game? So this is where it gets kind of murky water when you're talking about the greatest of all times conversation is I am of the belief that you have to take context into account. Oh, so, so people, you're going to try and tell me Babe Ruth is one of the greatest ever. Yes. Oh, Cause you have no. to take the context. He's playing against his peers. Okay. All right. But this is, I'll get to the Babe Ruth thing in a while in, in, in a second here. All right. But I context matters. Yes. If you take any person, from this time period and threw them in baseball 100 years ago, they're going to be all Hall of Famer, all-time great. But they had the benefit of growing up with what we know now, with the technology that we have now, with the training that we have now. Yeah. They have that benefit. It's the same way that if you take one of us, any one, any one of us four on this show, and you throw us back 600 years ago, we're going to be one of the smartest people in the world. Yeah. That doesn't make us one of the smartest people ever. Because it's the context that matters. I, Babe Ruth is actually the – so I Barry Bonds is fantastic. Babe, Barry Bonds did stuff that we'll never see again. Babe Ruth is the best player of all time because he hit more home runs than other teams were hitting. He changed the game so fundamentally. People were hitting – the home run leader before Babe Ruth – we're hitting like seven home runs a year. He's hitting 60 home runs a year. But you don't think that because it's more difficult now, when you talk about just the greatest player at what they are doing, that because it's entirely more difficult now to hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball than a 60-mile-an-hour fastball, that that doesn't make them a better player than Babe Yes, Ruth because was? it's the context of where they're playing. They are so clearly better than their peers. If Babe Ruth played baseball today, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't even make it to Division I college. Yeah. That swing's atrocious. But against the peers that he was playing against, he was so clearly better. So clearly better. Yeah. Okay. Which is all I'm saying. Context matters. All right. All right. Okay. Context does matter. All right. And Everett Henry, Nolan Ryan's not the greatest pitcher of all time. I hate to, hate to bring it to you. He might not even be a top five pitcher of all time. Sorry to tell you about that. And I'm named after his son. All right. So we did the GOAT list. People are tired of hearing about LeBron James. What athletes are you guys just – they get in the news again. You're like, oh, my God. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what athletes are you tired of? Mm, that's a good one. Because people do that – there's two that pop off the top of my list, and I think at least for one of them you guys will agree. Every time I see Kyrie Irving come in the news, you just moan a little bit like, ah, oh, we're doing this again with Kyrie. You're just like, gosh, we're doing we're doing Kyrie again. Well, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm yeah. tired. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers is gonna do with the rest of his career. I'm tired of it. It how doesn't do you, matter to me. How do you feel about sitting in a, a dark room for four days? Humans shouldn't do that. I find that very <laughs> psychotic. So there's almost. like a twenty minute YouTube video on it from somebody that went on that retreat that I watched yesterday. It's fascinating. It's Fact. wild. Have you guys ever, like, deprived your senses for, like, a long period of time? You, like meditation? I put my I'm, phone away for a day once. I'm telling you guys. I'm, I'm being That's dead nuts. serious. I'm being dead serious. If you want to see, go into a room that is not, not your safe spot. Like, not your bedroom. Not somewhere in your house. And you sit in this room. Lights off. Nothing to your eyes. Nothing to your touch except for what you're sitting on no sound and you will go mad within six hours easily you'll lose your mind and he is willing to do he's doing that to himself is 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 crazy it is you're right for Casey. four days it is psychotic humans aren't supposed to live like that i think we get the message after at least a couple hours 
or uh, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. A day. Why four days? Why? Why? I mean, he's already so. First off, he he mentions something like you see some crazy stuff. Some you you start to hallucinate a bit. It's like the same thing when he talked about taking LSD the other year, like like last year. It's like he's just trying to find that high, the next hallucination that he can see in the off season. It's just crazy to me. I agree with you though, Reed. Tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers anymore. Let's move on from him. Are there any other athletes that you guys just moan? You're just like, oh my god, this guy again. Well, so, go ahead. I'll say it's almost like a Kanye West list. Like I could go, I I could go, the rest of my life without hearing what. I, he, hey, what he did next. Great musician, love his music. Hope he gets better mentally. Worried about his mental health, but I don't need to see everything he's doing. I. I have a very niche list. Go ahead. I know how to pick them, by the way, because you guys didn't. You guys know have known me post my Kanye West phase. I so how Zach Bryan, how I am with Zach Bryan now. The past four years, I was in the top zero point one percent of Kanye West listeners. All I listened to for like four years in a row. And my man, I mean, my favorite actor is Kevin Spacey. We know what happens with him. My favorite musician is Kanye West. We all know what's going on there. Know how to pick them. Woof! I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for something really bad to happen to Anthony Rizzo because then we're just going for, <laughs> then we're going for the trifecta. He went at David Bell a couple of years ago. What? You don't remember that? No. The bench, the bench is cleared during the COVID year, and uh, your boy was barking at first base into the Reds uh, dugout at David Bell, and they went at it. Uh, That's the Cubs, though. Instigators. You know, yeah, I just up. I just looked up. Uh, I'm sorry. I just looked up like most hated athletes of today, and it's not a list of just athletes. It's like Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones. These are guys I also just those, can't. Those stand are people I think on. of when I think of athletes. Yeah, especially I mean, Dan Snyder. Paul, who's your list? Who's on your? Uh, list? I have a very niche list. I, um, I assume it's a bunch of college basketball players that never made it. Mick to, Cronin's top. Never of the made list. it to the NBA. Actually, no. Uh, I, I do have one college basketball player right now. I would say that my answer to that is just this is my brand. I'll stay on brand. Drew Timmy. I'm so tired of hearing about Drew Timmy. He's still in college. It's exactly my point. He's still in college, and it's there's still just oh Drew Timmy national player. Miss me with the Drew Timmy stuff. He's on a bad Gonzaga team this year. Ah, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about Novak Djokovic. It seems like he's always doing something that's annoying, and he wins. I get it. I like Nick Kyrgios a lot. I think Kyrgios mm -hmm. is, Kyrgios is fun. I know there are a lot of people that can't stand Kyrgios. That's fine. I like Kyrgios' act. I think it's fun. I think it's exciting for tennis. I'm not a huge tennis guy, but you know, I'll watch the majors. I watched the Australian Open a few weeks ago. Like, I, I think it's kind of fun. Um, tired of hearing about Novak it seems you know he, it was the whole vaccine thing with the Australian Open and then he was complaining and then he was at a party and it was just it was this whole drama and I feel like it's gone on for years now and he just seems kind of I just get tired of it he's a great player just get tired of hearing about him Kyrie was going to be my answer but you took it from me so I won't say that um and I'm trying to think there was one other uh so I had one other one, and I'm blanking, but if I think of it, we'll come back to it. You want an oldie but a goodie? Yeah. Shut up about Pete Rose. I'm over it, guys. <laughs> I'm over it. Oh, yeah. Pete Rose, it's tired. Just tired. And we're going to keep rehashing it every year. That's going to be a big segment on, on every all our year shows. until unfortunately until he passes away and then 5 years after that will probably go away then but every year it's just going to be Pete Rose Hall of Fame does he deserve to be in and we're just going to keep doing this and then Pete Rose is going to come out and say something dumb then he's going to be on um, the the World Series panel and just speaking gibberish as he did back in 2016 it really irked me that he was on the the World Series panel when the Cubs were in the World Series, because I'm a certifiable Pete Rose hater. I don't even think he's a top 50 baseball player. Of all I time. don't know if you've ever seen this, Reed, but one of my favorite pieces of baseball content ever are Pete Rose, A-Rod, and is it Frank Thomas on the Fox pregame show? Yeah, is it him talking about, about hitting, moving up and back in the box, or like getting out of slumps? 
The worst hitting advice I have ever seen, ever. I, I thought it was a fantastic conversation. I, I don't know baseball well enough to know if that's going to work for me or an MLB player. Sometimes the conversation was very. Your messed swing up. is messed up. Sometimes you are mentally effed in the box that you have to get over a mental block. And Pete Rose is just going, "Yeah, I mean, back when I played, I just." Um, I would choke up on the bat or, or choke down on the bat. I'd move up in the box or I'd move back in the box. I'd move closer to the plate, away from the plate. I was like, Pete, what are you talking about? That's not hitting advice. You're doing the, the Cupid shuffle. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Worst piece of advice ever. And, and A-Rod and Frank Thomas knew it. But they're, they're, they're putting on a good face for, rate, for, for TV. It is funny when you get on a panel like that. And I've done that before where I've been sitting on a panel and it's like, Oh no, but you don't want to make somebody look bad, but you know that you know that you know and we know, but right. they don't know, and then nobody knows. Oh, it's tough. All right, sorry, sorry, Reed, my bad to Pete <laughs> get <you> fired up. <laughs> Reed Reed chose violence today. Inject the rose hate. Guys, I'm over it. So here's a fun this... story about Pete Pete Rose that I've heard through the great Where do you go to high school? Western Hills, West High. West High, there we go. Um, so Pete Rose, so where I went to college, Bluffton University had a tragedy back in 2008. They had a bus crash, eight players died. It was national news. Their first game coming back from it was on actually on ESPN, small little school. After that, the MLB's giving out money, giving money to Bluffton, you know, about this tragedy. Sorry about this. All this money's flooding him. Pete Rose calls up Bluffton and says, Hey, sorry about what happened with this tragedy. Um, I want to, I want to raise, raise some money so that you guys can, you know, get back on your feet and, and, and get past this. So what if I come up to Bluffton and I do an autograph signing <laughs> and we charge for the autographs? I take 80%. You guys get 20%. If that tells you what Pete Rose is about. Not a fan. Not a big fan at all. Now we know. Now we know why it's personal. Wow. I mean, that was like six years before I got there. But yeah, people don't forget. I mean, just just hilarious. Sorry, Pete. Not sorry. Tough. All right. Oh wait, I got one thing before yeah. we move on yeah. to the next thing. I got something else. This just came across the wire. This was a quote from Terry Bradshaw. Oh, Head yeah. uh, headline. Amazing. I just saw this. Terry Bradshaw envisions dying on air to give Fox a ratings boost. Quote: Maybe I'd get a statue. Then all the networks would be saying, Bradshaw died on the Fox NFL Sunday. Can you imagine? Huge stuff. <laughs> Incredible. That's fantastic from Terry Bradshaw. I want it on the record that if I died on the air on box lunch or on off the, bench. off the bench or on the court while I was doing a promotion at the Cintas Center, I would hope that people would make content out of it. <laughs> I, my, my life is a content machine, I hope. Love it. Don't be sad. I died doing what I love. <laughs> I, it's a I, ratings machine. I got a ratings. question for you. Completely random as a Xavier, big Xavier person you are. Yes. Isn't it just Cintas Center? Does, don't Xavier, doesn't Xavier not like when you say the Cintas Center? Yeah, so I've been, in a, I've been in a battle with that for like six years. And I go back and forth. And I, I learned that when we were at Xavier. But it just doesn't sound right when I Correct. tweet it out without the That's why the, the most the common the, thing but is, you the, are right. is the Cintas Center. I just want to make sure I didn't make up something in my no, mind. No, you're right. You're right. It's Cintas Center. It's supposed to be Cintas Center. So right? it makes like, sense saying the Cintas Center. It's like when you're not supposed to say the MLB. It's just MLB. Yeah. It's just Major League Baseball. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Didn't know that. All right. Go ahead, Reed. All right. So let's get into the next topic. We've we've gone too long. I didn't want this to be too, too long of a show. But you see transition. Brandon, you're as big of a Bearcats fan oh, <laughs> as I've ever seen. They're transitioning to the Big 12 next year. I want to know what you're most excited about transitioning to the Big 12. And I will tell you what you should be most excited about because it pertains to what happened last night. I am most excited about the schedule, the teams that Cincinnati is going to be They're playing, to play. the, the football, the basketball. It's going to be electric, especially like next year. I wish UC had the team they did two years ago. But Oklahoma's coming to Nippert Stadium to play football for the first Big 12 conference game. That's awesome. Going to Kansas. You guys were just there. I, I said I didn't want to go on that trip because I want to go with my best friend who lives there. 
and see Cincinnati play Kansas in Big 12 basketball. Excited for that. Can't wait to <laughs> never have a night like last night ever again at Tulane and lose when you're up 13. I think that the best thing that you guys should be most excited about as Bearcat fans is that you never have to watch an ESPN Plus broadcast oh my ever freaking again. You couldn't even watch like well, a third of the game. It just kept going static. And what the heck is going on? So you know what's funny? And I'll actually I'll, I'll tell this story real quick. The, the play-by-play guy, which I did not know until I turned it on, the play-by-play guy for that game last night is a very good friend of mine, yeah. very good broadcasting friend of mine. I talk to him all the time. Huge college basketball guy. I didn't know that he did all the Tulane games. I knew he was down there. He'd done some. Didn't realize he did, like, all of them. So it pops up, and I'm, like, trying to listen to him because I think he did pretty good. The color guy color guy was kind of wild, but he was doing okay. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Then I'm realizing – the stream. We couldn't even watch the game. Yeah. You, UC basketball is too big of a brand to not be on national television. I know some people are going like they put Big 12 games on ESPN right, plus exclusive. That. But it's going to be a good broadcast. I'm not saying it's the, 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 the wall is the problem. I'm saying the fact that you can actually watch the game is going to be a, is, is going to be a huge get. You will never have to go through what happened with the stream last night. Well, you will right. never go through that's that again. That's on Tulane, by the way. That's not on ESPN Plus. That's on Tulane. All these schools now. But have you their won't own have to go through it. You'll, right? Because it's a game where it's going to be Cincinnati versus Kansas or Cincinnati versus Baylor. The people at Baylor or Kansas know they have hundreds of thousands of people trying to watch this game. Not, I don't know, two percent of New Orleans who cares about Tulane basketball. Right. No disrespect to Tulane or New Orleans. I used to live down there. I don't think you there. need to justify yourself. But, hey, it was great for a UC fan. UC was top 10 in the country twice, and I go sit behind Mick in the second row for 20 bucks in that high school gym. It was great. I, uh, I'm not going to say – I have. I am on the record as saying that ESPN Plus is my favorite streaming service. I use it almost every day. I also know that there are some Xavier fans listening, and I don't have any insider information on this, but I think Xavier fans should probably – ease up a little bit on the ESPN plus hate because the Big East deal with Fox Sports is up in two or three years. And I would not be shocked if there is some sort of a if there is some sort of a partnership with ESPN to get those big Monday exposures, to get some like a college game day, to get those things. Those that, are all under the same umbrella now too. Fox Sports is owned by Fox is owned by Disney right now. No. No. So just like Fox the the network is owned by Disney. Because yeah. like like The Simpsons and Family Guy, which is on Fox TV, that's owned by Disney now. Oh, I, I did not. I yeah, I no. Yes, yeah, they're they're different. I'm just saying that that I I would I look at ESPN Plus. It's a great streaming service. It's very affordable. Yeah, I love watching it. They have every game on there. But these schools, these smaller schools, are the ones that are responsible for their broadcasts. So when people complain about a streaming service, usually it's just that they are watching schools that don't put on a good broadcast. And Tulane, that's not even the first time this year that Tulane has had those How issues. How do you not fix that throughout the game, though? It's not like we're at, a, we're at some, some, some high school that, that, that yeah, it was is bad. in the middle of nowhere. It was bad. You're in a major city with, like, and I know people that work in the broadcasting profession in New Orleans. Like, it's a, like, it's a big enough city where you should be able to figure it out. Tulane's a big enough school to figure it out. If you go down for 10 minutes to figure it out, that's fine. But the fact that more than half of the game was like that, and then it fixed, I guess, and then overtime started and it went back to crap. Yeah. Yep. Okay, sorry. I just looked it up. Uh, Fox, two years ago, sold everything to Disney minus sports and news. Okay. They sold 21st Century Fox. They sold their their normal channel and stuff like that. I knew that that was because, like, I watch The Simpsons and Family Guy, and they make jokes about being owned by Disney all the time. Got it. So I knew that. I just okay. I knew – so Disney didn't buy Fox News, and they didn't buy Fox Sports. So those are the only two things that they, they did not buy. So there it goes. But your main point was UC is finally going to be big league where they don't have to deal with it's the American It's too big of a crap. brand to yeah. where you're relying on a school to put out a broadcast. It's too right. big of a brand for that. Yeah. And, I, and you're not going to have to deal with that right. now that it's in the Big 12. That, I know ESPN Plus does exclusive broadcasts, but it's still – ESPN the game sends, you guys were at was. Yes, but ESPN sends out a crew is what I'm getting at. It's yeah. not it, – Kansas is not putting on that broadcast. Right. Kansas University. So that's all I'm saying is that you will get 
you will not have to deal with Tulane messing up their own broadcast. You will get the treatment, which is great. You won't have to go through that ever again. Well, and for UC fans, like the big league stuff with being in the Big 12, like you had that with the Big East, having good quality teams to play in each sport, fun environments to go to, people cared about those teams or they were bigger brands. The last few years, I mean, UC's done some incredible things, non-conference beating Notre Dame, going to college football playoff. But, I mean, the American, whew. See ya. And did you see, a, there was a report that, uh, I think Brett, is it McMurphy? Is it Murphy or McMurphy? The old ESPN writer. I don't know. Anyway, he put out a report that the pac 12s interested in, in SMU. Yes, uh, SMU and who is the second school? Pac-12 wants two teams, and I've heard this too. Not from inside sources, but a, a, not Brett McMurphy, a different source. Uh, uh, SMU, and who is the other one? It, it's all uh, 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 San Diego State. Okay, so it's got to be a big, a big TV market play because yes. SMU is not a bit Pac-12 school. They're not. They're not even close. Yeah. But because it's in Dallas, it's going to be Rutgers 2.0 in, in, in the Pac-12. It like, is funny that all these leagues have like one team that just so clearly feels out of place. Well, it'll but, be the doormat just like Rutgers. And if someone from Rutgers ever finds this, I'm going to get blackmailed from anything Rutgers-related. But, like, it's the biggest joke, and I've been mad for 10 years, that, that Rutgers got into a better conference because they're in New York City where no one gives a, a crap about Rutgers. They did that so that Ohio State fans and, 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 and Michigan fans and Penn State fans would subscribe to the Big Ten Network. That's all it was. Well, sorry. All right, before we go into the vault. <laughs> My bad. Uh, Casey, there was a there was another bad beat. It's actually from our card that not too uh -oh. put out yesterday. Casey, you got that? You got that tweet? Oh, I didn't. See, I didn't watch I a minute it. of this game. So Maryland plus four. I think on the card it was plus three and a half. By the time the game closed, it was plus four. Go ahead and play this this bad beat. I didn't even realize this. Was They're down game. three. Miss a free throw, and they decide not to foul. Down three? What are they yeah, doing? Yeah, they decide not to foul. We're going to try and get a turnover. Oh, they're trying to trap. I see. Oh, no. Wait, come on. They still have time to hit a three. Knock it. Oh. Not quite as bad as the Michigan Ohio State game, but still tough. You're watching that. So that was what kept us, I'm pretty sure, from a perfect card. No, you... you. Cincinnati blew it for me. Yeah, Cincinnati money line. So, but we but got back in the money. It would have hit the parlay. No, right. that came up short on the oh, uh, no, that hit, yeah. Rutgers over. Never mind. That was a different one. All right, uh, we in the vault. A right lot, lot of good games tonight. Let's go in the vault because you know who we are sponsored by. Who are we sponsored by? We are oh. sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the city of Cincinnati. No, they're the official sportsbook of Cincinnati Bengals. It is the, we gave it the sportsbook of Cincinnati. That's right. They that are the, the official sportsbook of the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. So Can't we're getting some good games tonight, guys. Not as, I mean, there's more games tonight, and there's not as many marquee. There was four ranked matchups yesterday. We're not going to see that today. But there are some teams that, uh, that are going at. One, one thing that piques my interest, Creighton only four-point favorites. On the road against Seton Hall. Seton Hall's playing a lot better. They had a dicey start against DePaul on Sunday. They got down 15-2, to but then they ended up coming back and winning pretty easily. The score got a little dicey at the end, but... Uh-oh. Uh Have you seen the Houston spread? Yeah, what's going <laughs> on there? <laughs> Guys, Houston is a 30-point favorite in a conference game. Over yep. Tulsa. Tulsanity! 30 why are, points. Why are they the Golden Hurricane? Dust Bowl? Can't, that'd be a bad thing to name yourself after. I have no idea. I've seen, I've seen schools name themselves after worse. There's <laughs> a Catholic school here in town that uh, oh, they named themselves after something bad. Um, I don't get it. Don't I'll worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. West Virginia, three-point favorites against Iowa State at home. Against number 11 team in the country, Iowa State. So, Paul, give us a pick. What was your what was the rebound rundown pick of the day? Uh, so, I had not uh, been doing all that well on totals this year, but I did finally hit an over last night. The rebound rundown pick of the day. Oh, this is a fun game tonight. Um, it's at 10 o'clock. Hoop heads out there. I'll be watching. Uh, fun game. Fun mid-major game. Number 25, San Diego State. 
And then Utah State, who is the number one three-point shooting team in the country. If you are a Xavier fan, you're hoping that they miss a few threes tonight. Xavier can take over that title. San Diego State, Utah State, over 144.5. The first time they played, that went over by, I think, 15 or 16 points. Kind of the same thing as what we did with UConn and Marquette last night. Um, these are two teams that can score, especially Utah State. I think this could be a high-scoring game if Utah State wants to win this game at home. Give me uh, give me the over, 144.5. I don't know where it is right now. That's where I marked it down from Bedford last night on the show. This is where it's tough when we give out picks so early in the day is because you like you like to see how some betting trends, you like to see where the lines move, just to see where people are at, see where Vegas feels comfortable with their lines and, and moving it. Um, the, the big spread that is shocking me is over in the Big 12. Like I said, you know, the 11 team in the country going to Morgantown. West Virginia is playing very well. Um, Iowa State still the number 11 team in the country, and they're getting three and a half points against this West Virginia team. And this West Virginia team we saw earlier in the year, up and down, up and down. They're red hot right now. <laughs> if you made me, if, if you're gonna make me give a pick right now, I would say take Iowa State on the road. Morgantown's a very tough place to play, but I like them to to, to get a win against a, a West Virginia team that's that's due for a down game. Brandon, are you unretired from? Gambling yet? I am still retired from gambling. Have not opened up the Betfred app recently. I uh, learned over the weekend, though, from my buddy Kevin that you should definitely bet parlays that involve Big 12 teams winning at home. That is my betting advice. That involve what? Big 12 teams winning at home. That league, you win a lot at home. They do. That they is do. a fact. Okay. That is, I mean, you win a lot at home. So my dad was asking me this question yesterday because my dad's Does home court advantage matter in college basketball. Well, he's he's a novice to betting. And what's the old rule of thumb that you always hear in 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 all betting? Oh, you're home. You get three points. That's not the case for college basketball. Because I tried to explain him to the this to him last night, and then he kept arguing with me. He's like. No, you get three points if you're at home. And my dad's, once again, new to betting. He's arguing with me. like Not that I've been betting a long time, but I'm like trying to show him an example. I was like, no, that's not the case, Dad, because we'll take Marquette. Marquette, UConn. Marquette were four-and-a-half-point dogs on the road against UConn. If Marquette was home against UConn, they'd be probably four-point favorites. That's a... Eight-point swing, not a three-point swing, depending on who's home and who's away. It's an eight-point swing, and I tried to illustrate that to him three different times, and he's like, no, you get three points, just stubborn as a mule. So is there a rule of thumb for for a home team? I think th the Vegas line does not uh, go into the home court advantage as much as people give it stock that they do. They do a little bit. Um I mean, obviously, a team that's playing at home is going to get a better treatment in the Vegas line than a team that's going to be on the road. But I, the the general rule of thumb is would be three points if you're in the arena. Like a team might play three points better because they are at home than they are on the road. But that's not necessarily the Vegas line, if that makes sense. I don't know if that explanation right. makes sense, but um, I, it's not three points anymore, and especially when you talk about. Three-point favorites to three-point under. That's a full. Right. That's not a three-point swing. That's a six-point swing. That's a six-point swing. Correct. Actually, is it a seven-point swing because of the pick'em? Yeah. Could I think be. it's a seven-point swing because of the pick'em line. So, yeah. Paul or Casey, you hit on your prop yesterday. Yeah. Marcus Brogdon. I, uh, <laughs> Eastbrook. I also hit on my uh, game picks, too. Both of them. Nice. Pelicans and the Knicks. So, today... Back in the vault again. We're going to go ahead and try to redeem ourselves with Malcolm Brogdon. Whoa. Ooh, Points, assists, and rebounds. Plus 20 this time. Not We're not going for the 25-1. I was a little, little too high. Um, but plus 20, I like those odds. And I also like Bam from the, the Heat. I can't Adebayo? Huh? Adebayo? Adebayo. 35 plus points, assists, and rebounds. Uh, Malcolm was minus 120, and Bam is minus 160. Then, if you're looking to just bet a game, my best guess, my best guess is going with the Warriors at plus two and a half versus the Trailblazers. 
even without Steph Curry, they've been doing very well. And giving two and a half points, I'll, I'll take my odds on that. So those, um, that's my advice. Shout out to Betfred Sportsbook. They put a couple boosts out there that, that hit last night in college yeah. basketball. They put out a boost for uh, the marquee games, which was, I think, Kansas State, um, UConn, and Virginia all all to win. It was like plus 300 or something like that. They boosted that up. They all – not only did those teams all win, they all covered. So you could have uh, you could have taken all those three teams, which shout out to um, Matt from Headlines, Matt Grimes. He gave us a – Gave me a little spicy parlay. I didn't want to put it in the Discord. That's where we put a lot of our picks, if you're not already in the Discord. Because one of the teams that he told me to bet were on the no-bet list. So I kind of flew under the UConn. radar. That was UConn, the UConn Huskies. But they covered and covered in a big way. Casey? Um, just because you mentioned the Betfred boost, um, one I really like that is the um, the Warriors and uh, Trailblazers. Clay Thompson and Damian Lillard both make – Four plus three pointers. It was at minus one fifteen. It's now plus one hundred. I'd sprinkle a little money on that. I'd sprinkle a little money on that. Worth it. Worth it. Cavs to score. There's there's another boost on Betfred. Cavs to score over 118 points and win by 10. Boosted to 175. They're playing. I don't even know who they're playing. Who are they playing? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> they're playing the Pistons and you playing know how the, I feel Pistons. About the Pistons. You're taking that. Yeah, you're taking that. All right, guys. We'll have our not-too-picky graphic out later today. Uh, waste, wa waste management picks. i got to be honest. I haven't done a whole lot of research on the waste management picks. Um, I know we talked about doing that a little bit on the air tomorrow, but by the Turn, time that yeah, – I'll start. By the time – I don't know when the first uh, player tees off tomorrow in that. So we'll try and do what we can for waste management. We may have to do something live. I don't know how much we're going to get into it, but we'll try. Our promise to you is that we will try. Yeah, the the last thing is is did uh did Tom talk about the schedule going forward? Did he mention that on the show? Not really. Okay. Oh, he did say he was gonna not be here tomorrow, Friday or Monday. So the plan right now is to to do a roundtable. We've got to talk about the the p's and q's and and get that all scheduled out. But the plan is to do box lunch tomorrow from from ten to twelve, and then do that Friday and Monday as well. Trace comes back on Tuesday, and as does Tom. So. Hope you stick around, and we'll see you guys on the next time. Cool. And this has been The Box Lunch. We're presented by Betfred Sportsbook. We'll be back tomorrow. See you guys.